MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Action rolling along here on MSG Plus NV Sin. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson. The gang's all here uh, for the final hour of the week here on this show. The nightcap, of course, follows us here on V Sin. Adam, let's uh, let's go back to baseball here before uh, Dave Ross joins us, talking about a a fight night card in UFC. Some news in next week's card in UFC 265. Uh, as well with one of the co-main events uh, scratch because of a COVID uh, positive case. Uh, but Adam, let's uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. You mentioned it before, but an, a, an immediate dividend paid in uh, Anthony Rizzo's stock for the New York Yankees. Well, we will uh, update you on both the New York teams here as Anthony Rizzo breaks a scoreless tie in Miami, and the Yankees go up one to nothing. They were dollar sixty-five favorites. Um, really, the development in this game for the Yankees is the continued resurgence of Jameson Tyone, who mm-hmm. now has a 257 ERA over his last seven starts and really seems to be rounding into form coming back off that second Tommy John surgery that he had. The Yankees still have control of him next year as well. The contract for 2022 uh, pregame total was seven and a half, trending well under here with the Yankees and the Marlins. And uh, at City Field, Jeff, uh, Joey Votto, who in 2018 hit 12 homers in a full season. In 2019, hit 15 homers in a full season. I believe is now up to nine in his last seven games. And seven straight games now with a homer with a uh, sixth inning solo blast off Drew Smith. Uh, yeah, Reds leading 3-1 to one over the Mets. Uh, Reds now minus 255 live. They closed plus 126 on the money line. Oh. It, 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 uh, can I just add something no, here? Oh, By the way, if you have please. not seen Joey Votto's celebration off that home run, he goes full Jamie Tart from Ted Lasso <laughs> and just starts taking both thumbs and going, me, me, me. It's awesome. That I just saw that for the first time. Well, look, when, you, when, when you're hot, why not? Awesome. Uh, there for Joey Votto. In retrospect here, uh, Adam. You you like the over preflop, which by the way uh, looked like a, a shoe in early. You technically are behind now, whether that's seven seven and a half plus one fifteen juice on the over. Uh, we knew Carlos Carrasco was going to go short in this game. He pitched pretty well after the first pitch of the game. Gave up a homer to Jonathan Indy on the first pitch, and then after that, nothing 
only gave up one run in the four innings. Uh, but the Met bullpen that has been worked a ton recently has not looked good so far tonight. And if you think that bullpen has been worked a ton recently, uh, good luck with Jacob DeGrom now out until at least September. He was shut down once again, won't throw for at least two weeks. And Jeff, the timing couldn't be any worse for the Mets here because it's just as the trade deadline passes, they do acquire Javi Baez to help the lineup out. But really, they get this news without being able to go bolster the bullpen. Well, and, and also, too, the rotation. Uh, I, I really, the thought process, I, I have to imagine the thought process was that DeGrom was going to be ready to go in two weeks like they, I thought he was going to be. And, okay, they're getting Carrasco back, who was supposed to be the number three or even number two starter this year. Uh, and I, they're hopeful Noah Syndergaard is going to pitch again this year. But uh, that's one of those that uh, I'm not going to buy that until I actually see him uh, 60 feet, six inches away uh, in a major league uniform, Adam. Well, we've seen the Mets as big, big favorites to win the NL East. Jeff, any of the moves that you've seen today, whether it's the Javi Baez acquisition on the Mets or anything else that was done by the Phillies, getting Kyle Gibson, the Braves, and all the moves they've made, Anything affects how you think about their ability no. to win the East? No, because I don't think this is the problem with this division. Everyone else stinks. And I know there's a lot of noise this afternoon. Oh, Atlanta's made all these nice moves. All right. They, they added a bunch of outfielders who are, again, Jorge Soler can't play the outfield. That was, even though he is a great hitter and a great power bat, a weird fit. Adam Duvall has played well over his head the last year plus. Uh, their pitching still is not any good, even with the addition of Richard Rodriguez from Pittsburgh. Uh, so I don't trust them. And look, every single time you think the Phillies have turned the corner, something disastrous happens to them. And tonight... They're getting smoked in Pittsburgh. It's 5 nothing in the bottom of the fifth right now. Pirates all over the Phillies. Vince Velasquez is not a major league starting pitcher, but they keep trying to make it happen. Like, I, I don't really get it, but hopefully for them, Kyle Gibson, more importantly, Ian Kennedy at the back of the bullpen, which has been flammable for a second consecutive year. Yeah, this is uh, starting to feel like uh, the 2006 NL Central, uh, even though it ended well for the Cardinals that year. It is primetime action here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Avari, Ben Wilson, of course we're on MSG Plus as well. And now uh, we're going to go out to uh, go out to the Windy City uh, of Stadium. Also, you've seen him uh, on this network as well. Uh, it was in uh, a few weeks ago on the Lombardi Line. All seven days, I believe. There's only seven days in a week, so it was all week. Dave Ross uh, here on VSIN a few weeks ago. Dave, uh, let's just start you off with the MLB trade deadline. Of course, you do a oh, daily my. a daily baseball show on Stadium, and Dave. Ooh. I, it's very rare that the trade deadline actually lives up to the hype. And this one not only lived up to the hype, it blew right through the hype. Yeah, maybe the best uh, trade deadline in the history of the trade deadline, I think, just for excitement. But here in Chicago, it's a day of mourning. I mean, the city is crestfallen. You can feel it here. They feel like there are no Cubs left from 2016. I'm sure Jason Hayward's like, hey, where'd everybody go? And Wilson Contreras, that's it. But you, you guys understand, and I'm sure the fan base here will try to understand it eventually, why the Cubs made all their moves today. But Craig Kimbrell going cross town to the White Sox today, uh, that's big news here as well. So you feel like if you've got one of those future plays in the White Sox, you feel even better today. And if you had the over-under on the Cubs at the beginning of the year, boy, it's going to be a very dangerous second half here because it really looks like a triple-A team they're going to field the rest of the way here. So... Clearly two different uh, sides of the equation here in the Windy City today. White Sox fans even more optimistic about their futures and the Cubs fans going, when is this going to turn around? And this could be a couple years now for a remake for the Cubs. Clearly 2016 is going to be in the rear view for a long time, and they're going to have to fall back on that because the next couple of years ahead look like they're going to be really tough times here in Chicago. Well, and I mean, it certainly looks like it could be tough times for anybody trying to compete with the NL West, uh, especially with what happened at the trade deadline. Maybe the two best players traded at the deadline both go from Washington to the Dodgers, but the Giants get Chris Bryant. The Padres make some additions as well. Uh, what do you make of the additions in that division at the deadline? I was a little bit surprised because I thought initially we were hearing the reports that maybe Max Scherzer is going to go to San Diego, right? And you're like, wow, well, that, that's really going to shake up things for the Padres, and then, no, 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 it turns out to be the Dodgers, and then, oh, by the way, you throw in Trey Turner. You know, I was in D.C. when Turner was coming up, and this was this was the guy, right? So while Mad Max in the short term looks like 
Manny's there, and, and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, obviously, with, with the front of the rotation with Bauer there, whether he's going to be able to come back and play in the second half at all. But Trey Turner's a piece there for years to come. you got to love this move in the short term for L.A., and you certainly have to love it in the long term as well. Dave Ross with us right now here on Primetime Action. Of course, uh, works for Stadium, hosts uh, a few shows over at Stadium. We saw him on VSIN here uh, last uh, about two weeks ago, uh, hosting the Lombardi mm-hmm. line and other programs as well. Uh, just uh, before we get over to this weekend's UFC card and then a big card that had some big news for next week at UFC 265, I, want, I have one more baseball thing for you because uh, – this this trade deadline, as we said, totally outrageous. But the American League uh, now, to me, with the moves that with the moves specifically made by the White Sox, goes through mm-hmm. the South Side. And I know there are some people who buy into the oh, you can't have a guy who's a pure closer like Liam Hendricks pitch in the eighth inning with Craig Kimbrell now there. Dave, this makes the White Sox to me the hardest out in the American League because they already have good top-of-the-line starting pitching, and now they have a bullpen that, to me, is the best in the American League. I couldn't agree more. And again, you look at Tony La Russa, and people here at the beginning of the year with what happened with Mercedes and the whole fiasco with the Twins at the beginning of the year, they're like, oh, TR, you know, Tony doesn't know what he's going to do with this young club. You kidding me? He knows exactly what he's doing. He's fortifying that bullpen, as you mentioned right there. And then you have Eloy Jimenez already back, and he's already looking like he's back to being lights out like we thought he'd be at the beginning of the year. And Leon Roberts going to come back here before too long. So they're gonna, Luis Roberts, they're going to have literally two of the youngest guys in Luis Roberts and, and Eli Jimenez back with an already potent offense. The bullpen is now, as you say, maybe the best in baseball. And, oh, by the way, the starting pitching might be the best. Tony LaRusso knows exactly what he's doing. Been there, done that manager right now. This is clearly the team to beat in all of baseball. Yes, Dodgers, all of baseball. I think it's the White Sox, and I love them at the break. They're going to coast in the second half, and Tony's going to get them ready for the postseason, set that rotation, set that bullpen. If Kimbrell is the eighth-inning guy like Rivera was, the John Wetland back in the 90s, I mean, this could be just a dynamic 7-8-9 inning uh, for the White Sox. They can shorten that game as if the starters needed any more help. Oh, speaking right to my heart with a 96 Yankees <laughs> reference right there. Uh, I feel very, very good right now. Uh, Dave, admittedly, on this desk, you have a couple of squares when it comes to evaluating the UFC. But we know you know things quite a bit better uh, than that. Take us through the card this weekend, what you're anticipating, what you think uh, we should be looking at. I got to be honest with you guys. And obviously, if you're going to bet MMA here, certainly on smaller cards like we're going to have tomorrow night before we get to UFC 265 next week, obviously, people are going to play the main event, right? And it's a great main event when you're looking at Uriah Hall against Sean Strickland. And guys, what I always try to tell people, if you're going to wager and you look at the number and you go, I saw all week it's been around 210 for Strickland, I think plus 180 coming back for Uriah Hall. I don't know if it's changing out there in Vegas uh, as we get closer to fights. But here's the thing about that fight that really intrigues me. When you look at Uriah Hall and who he's fought in the middleweight division, yeah, he's 18 and nine. Look at the nine losses. I mean, we're talking about literally he has fought the last three middleweight champions not named Israel Adesanya. He's been in there with Bobby Knuckles. He's beaten Anderson the Spider Silva. He split his fights with Chris Weidman. He's had two great fights against Gegard Mousasi, who's no longer in the UFC, who was one of the best middleweights in any organization. He's been in there with Kelvin Gaslam. He's been in there with Paulo Costa. I mean, you name a middleweight that's in the top five, Uriah Hall has been there. Sean Strickland has never fought an opponent inside the top 10. So when I look at this and I go, wait, 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 I'm going to get that kind of value with Uriah Hall on the comeback? Oh, yes, give me that. I know he's going to be 38 on fight night tomorrow night. But even in his context, he's a young 38 in the way that he fights. I've had the privilege of talking to him on several occasions before his fights. And, guys, he's really cerebral in that, He's going to play some traps for Sean Strickland. Not saying Sean Strickland is not cerebral, but he's a fighter that's going to come forward. So you know what style you're going to get from Strickland. He's got a pressure. He doesn't have the reach advantage, so he's got to get inside Uriah Hall. And his last loss, Sean Strickland, they're both on four-fight win streaks here. He got KO'd by a spinning back kick. Uriah Hall is the king of the spinning back kick. So I look at a couple value plays. I do like Uriah Hall here at the plus money and also the under in two and a half rounds here. I know it's about even money right now. To me, there's good value there because I think Strickland, the moment might be too big. 
all Uriah Hall knows are big moments. That's all he knows in this middleweight division. So I don't think he's going to rush Strickland. I think he's going to wait, and Strickland could make a mistake. I think this thing could be over inside of that two and a half uh, rounds there, which is right now split right in the main in the halfway part there of the main event, which is, of course, a five-round fight. So, Dave, can I interest you in some numbers that actually may be even better for you based off of what Bring you're it. saying here? Uh, right now, DraftKings, the, the round total is now three and a half. Even juice oh, both sides. So minus 115 on a, under three and a half. And, and and this one might even intrigue you, too, on the total rounds. Four and a half, the juice is only minus 150 on an under. So I, I would imagine we're speaking your language with both of those there, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, I just don't think that Strickland's a guy that can show patience. Because I do think this is going to be – it's a big spot for him, right? This is the fight he's got to impress. So he knows if he gets this win here and goes five in a row here in his last five fights, that maybe it catapults him into title contention. Uriah Hall is not going to fall for that trap. So, you know, he's not going to get faked for the banana in the tailpipe in this one. Watch for Strickland to make a mistake. There's something called adrenaline dump. It happens all the time. With He's not a young fighter, but still, for this moment, he is. I could see that being a problem here. I'd be really surprised if he tries to pace this out and win a decision. I don't see it that way. Somebody's getting knocked out, and for my money, I think Uriah Hall can get it done earlier rather than later. So then are you looking to any of the uh, method of victory prices when it comes to Uriah Hall in particular? Yes, because I do think he's a great counter-striker, right? So Strickland, the only way he's going to win this fight is either if it goes the distance, yes, he can win a decision victory, yes. But he's going to get a knockout if he's going to win this fight. There's not going to be a submission. I don't see these guys going down to the, to the mat. Somebody's going to get KO'd or TKO'd. I really think Uriah Hall in this one, watch for those spinning back kicks. I could see a scenario where a kick leads to a stoppage. And by the way, Uriah Hall has really good hands too. So if he plays that game with Strickland, I wouldn't advise it. It's Strickland's best pathway to victory here. But Uriah Hall is no slouch with the hands either. Somebody's going to get slept in this one. I see it by Uriah Hall with a uh, spinning back kick and then finishing it off with the hands. Dave Ross with us right now here on Primetime Action, talking this week's US UFC card next week in Houston. UFC 265, oh, a huge card, and uh, one of the big fights KO'd because of COVID. Uh, Amanda Nunez uh, testing positive earlier today, uh, so that uh, Nunez-Pena uh, fight is off the card. But, Dave, you have two big names fighting this upcoming weekend. Uh, next weekend in Houston, uh, Derek Lewis, of course, in the main event in the heavyweight uh, fight, and then uh, Jose Aldo, who we'll see uh, in the now oh the co-main event. Any any thoughts uh, a week out on those two uh, fights, and anything else that may uh, catch your eye in UFC 265 in Houston? Absolutely. The reason why I wanted to bring this up a week early is you go, well, the fight's not till next week, right? You guys know, and I was out there as you guys mentioned, and I had a blast being out there with everybody at Easton. Uh, is that you saw the odds changing dramatically on fight week leading up to, to Connor against Dustin the Diamond Poirier, right? And so the, the the money was going for Poirier all week long. I look at the Black Beast in this one, Derek Lewis, fighting at home, and right now you're getting them at about, about plus 245, plus 250. I think that number is going to come down as we get closer and closer to fight week. So to me, Cyril gone here in this uh, main event here for the interim heavyweight championship, is too big a favorite, and I think it's going to be adjusted before we actually get to fight night next Saturday night. So if you're a guy like me that believes that the Black Beast here has got a real chance because he's the best puncher not named Francis Ngannou in the heavyweight division, going up again, yes, I get it, Cyril Gane's undefeated. But again, I just talked about it here with Sean Strickland where you get into situations you're not necessarily equipped for. I wonder if this moment might be too big for Gane. So if you're a Lewis backer, I think the money's going to get shorter as we get the days get longer. We get closer and closer to the fight. I might jump on those numbers now. And then you mentioned Aldo. Right now, that that fight does go up to the co-main event. He's a small favorite over uh, Pedro Munoz in this one. That's going to be an unbelievable fight. And as much as I love Jose Aldo, one of my favorite fighters ever to watch in the UFC, I was surprised to see him still a small favorite here. So you might want to shop around because I think the Sharps going to come in on Munoz in this one. And for, for very good reason. But you might want to start thinking about jumping in on those fights now before you wait until fight day. Because, again, if you were, a, a, you know, the diamond backer, and, again, it was a good way to be uh, last Saturday or two Saturday nights ago, 
but really the numbers got worse for you as the week went on. So I think the same thing's going to happen here. I, will, I look for a lot of money to come in on Derek Lewis, the Houston guy fighting at home for the interim heavyweight championship in front of his fans. I think that could be a spot right now. If you like the Black Beast, hop on it earlier rather than later. He's Dave Ross. Get him on the tweets at D Ross Sports. Uh, if you're looking for the uh, Cubs manager, you, don't tweet at Dave. Don't tweet at Dave. I get it all the time. Yeah, the, don't, I don't trade anybody. No, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ross didn't. Dave Ross, uh, uh, D- Danny Graves did not trade anyone today on Stadium. Yeah. They, they just yeah. reacted to who got traded. That's all of, we did. And of course, uh, <laughs> you get Dave on Stadium as well. Dave, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. Uh, good luck on your plays uh, tomorrow night, and uh, thanks for being with us tonight. Anytime, guys. Always appreciate it. Of course. Uh, always great to catch up with uh, Dave uh, uh, in uh, in Chicago there. Of course, uh, at D Ross Sports, if you want more from Dave Ross. Adam Candy, uh, the, uh, the Major League Baseball slate tonight. Uh, I, as much as the trade deadline delivered, tonight's uh, slate, uh, other than the game in St. Pete, has been uh, relatively sleepy so far. Yeah, it's as though the trade deadline took the energy out of everyone, although uh, you can look down to Miami as well. one nothing the lead for the New York Yankees there. At least you have a game that is close, as you do at Citi Field, where the score is 3-1 to in favor of the Cincinnati Reds in the seventh inning uh, in Miami. Also, the seventh inning with Tyler Wade at the plate for the Yankees. The uh, I will say this. Uh, we, we've talked about, again, can the Mets hold on in this division? Jacob deGrom is going to be out until September now. Uh, they did get Javi Baez today, but the timing of the Grom's bad MRI, uh, it just horrible that the, for the Mets not being able to go out and, and make a deal for a legitimate starting pitcher. They tried with Jose Barrios with Minnesota, and Adam, we saw Minnesota just get a wildly good uh, package from the Toronto Blue Jays. Of course, Barrios under contract next year. Uh, but for, for our MSG Plus audience who may be Met fans, which includes uh, yours truly here, it's actually all right right now in the results that are going on in the NL East. The Pirates eviscerating the Phillies 7 to nothing in the sixth inning. And in what has been a wild game in Cobb County, the Braves are up 4 nothing. Now the Brewers have scored eight unanswered, Adam, and have an 8-4 to four lead in the fifth inning. Uh, Braves all the way down to plus 900 in the game. They were favored by $5 in earlier. So much for our discussion of a potential under uh, in that one between <laughs> Tukiji San and uh, Corbin Burns. Uh, although our other lean, the over in the Tampa game, uh, does get there. 7-3 lead for the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's a huge series if you're a Yankees fan as well because you really want to see someone get swept one way or the other. You want to see right. someone come back to the pack a little bit. Two out of three either way really doesn't do much for you. But keep an eye on what's going on in that series uh, if you're a Yankee fan, especially considering your team just took two or three from the Rays. Maybe there's a chance they can make a run at him in the wild card. We get back here on primetime action. Luke, update you on what happened on the trade deadline. Again, trade deadline about three hours past now, but a lot of moving pieces. One of the more entertaining deadlines we've ever seen. I'll also update you on all uh, all the games going. We'll see if we'll see if some runs can get scored in Miami. I'm gonna lean towards the answer being no there with the way that one is going between the Yankees and the Marlins. Even though Greg Allen's up at the plate right now. So if anything's gonna happen, it's gonna happen while we're on break because Greg Allen has been awesome recently. That's next. Here on Primetime Action on VSIN and MSG Plus. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Action rolling along here on a Friday night on VCN and MSG Plus. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Candy, Danielle Alvari, Ben Wilson here with you on uh, on what is, uh, again, another rainy night here in Vegas. I think we've had more rain in the last 10 days than we did in the previous five years. Don't fact check me there, but I'm going to go with it, Adam. Uh, your meteorology it. skills are a little short of Mike Trout, but I'll, I'll live with it. Okay, yeah. fair, fair enough there. Uh, Adam, uh, let, let's go through what's going on in the diamond uh, right now, and we, we'll start with a few games we have not mentioned so far, and a few of them are just, just bad baseball teams playing each other. Uh, Baltimore 4, Detroit 1. That game is in the eighth inning right now. Uh, Danielle, uh, did, did, your, did your over get there in the first five, or did it come up it short? It did not. This one fell short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got got the run one inning too late, I would imagine, yeah. there uh, on that first five over. Uh, the uh, the Mariners, again, the Mariners still somewhat alive in this AL wildcard chase, uh, are in Arlington tonight against the Texas Rangers, and it has been a bloodbath for Texas, 7 nothing Seattle in the fourth. You have to wonder if this is going to end up being like Major League Four, where the locker room gets so mad at ownership trying to tank the team that they make a run at it. Uh, biggest news out of this one, Jared Kelenic homers off Colby Allard. Really the best thing the Mariners could see the rest of this season is Jared Kelenic, their top prospect, hitting better than he did when he came up early in the year in st louis uh, the twins first off actually before i get to this game the cardinals other than the, the rockies had the most bizarre trade deadline of anyone where their strategy was let's trade for two left-handed pitchers that aren't any good and uh, totally over the hill and jay happ and john lester today adam and uh they have another left-hander who's old and over the hill and wade leblanc on the mound today and the twins have a one nothing lead as they play in the top of the fourth inning yeah, they had uh, the bases loaded here, and the, then Polanco grounded out to second. Oh, I have shame. the over in this game. 
I'm very upset. Thank you, twins. Yeah, so hopefully we get some more runs here soon. This is one of those games where I ended up not betting it because I'm not. I, 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 I we're now close enough to football season where <laughs> betting on bad teams is a thing I'm not willing to do, unless if it's just such an absurd number. It nearly got there. I mean, or the Yankees. Well, yeah. hey, look, I, I haven't bet the Yankees much to begin with this year, but plus 144 close on the Twins is a pretty wild price when Wade LeBlanc is on the other side, Adam. Yeah, I would love to know the last time Wade LeBlanc was that kind of favorite anywhere. Uh, maybe when he first came up to the majors. Uh, maybe. It's hard to believe uh, in that spot. Uh Indians and the White Sox. Ah, uh, yes. Here oh, we go. boy. Oh, man. So, 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 so we have we have two really good play-by-play guys on this set tonight. Ben Wilson and Adam Candy. So, uh, at least one of you guys can properly describe what befell the Cleveland Indians earlier tonight. Why, why don't I give this one to Ben? Because I think he's probably had more chances to see this. I just saw one quick replay. All right, Ben. I, it's all I like you. your wording of uh, of befell. His, I mean, that's the best great, way to put it, right? It's great. Well, look, I think everybody out there remembers the infamous uh, Jose Canseco home run that he allowed. Fly ball off the dome, over the wall. We had a very similar occurrence here at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, let's just say that, uh, you know, 80 years from now, we'll be telling our grandkids about the, uh, the Zimmer Johnson. That, and that was uh, the center fielder for the Indians, right fielder for uh, the Indians as well, colliding, and they each managed to knock a ball hit deep into right center field off the bat of Juan Moncada over the fence and out <laughs> for a solo home run. The collision Canseco doink will now forever be known in the lore of Cleveland, Ohio as the Zimmer Johnson. And that's how Chicago got on the board tonight. Adam. Oh, look at that. Applause. We, and you know what it. I love Thank most you. about Ben Wilson's call there? He actually went up on uh, and out as though we were doing it right now. Like I, I felt like we were things. getting live we're action the right there in the moment. Well, uh, again, the, uh, the, the Ben Wilson's training of uh, of uh, Misha High School wrestling at uh, – at uh, at Mizzou Arena and, uh, right. and, I, I, and I was Big trying West to get shuffle, and, uh, waffle boarding in there, but I couldn't figure out a way. So <laughs> no, I'm sorry, wrong, I let everybody down. Come on, you're, you're, you're the wrong sport now, Ben. Come on, you can uh, the Indians. Uh, oh, sorry. By, by the way, Cleveland, Cleveland by the way, is actually winning. This yeah, game against Lance Lynn. Uh, yeah. Cleveland up two to one. In the fourth. Uh, White Sox are still minus one fifty live, plus one twenty live total, eight and a half. Tracking pretty well with uh, what we had. Free game, uh, and again we said earlier the Indians kind of waved the white flag here at the deadline. This could have been a series that had something to do tangentially, at least with the division, as they're only seven apart in the loss column. But Cleveland saw the writing on the wall. Well, they were one of the smart teams this go around, and of course uh, Terry Francona stepping away for uh, health reasons the rest of the year. Uh, Demarlo Hale taking over as the manager, and and look uh, for for Cleveland. As soon as Trevor Bauer got hurt this season, kind of got sunk, Adam. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if they bounce back next year as the Cleveland Guardians. Now, of course, the name change coming as soon as the season ends. The San Francisco Giants and the L.A. Dodgers made probably the two biggest moves of the trade deadline. They're back in action tonight. We'll discuss their games next here on Primetime Action on MSG Plus and VSIP. The VSIN College Football Betting Guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, not to mention power ratings for every team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VSIN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything else we offer for the entire football season. Get your college betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Jeff. Uh, quick quick uh, correction on my end. Of course, when I was talking about the Cleveland Indians now, I, me- I meant to say Shane Bieber, yes. uh, not uh, not Trevor Bauer, who is uh, not playing for uh, different reasons right now for the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, Adam, speaking of the Dodgers, uh, Max Scherzer is now a Los Angeles Dodger. Trey Turner is now a Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, we won't see Turner at least for a little bit because he's on the COVID IL. Uh, Scherzer, the expectation is he's going to throw a bullpen tomorrow and then start Wednesday of next week for his Dodger debut. 
And tonight, uh, the gift of uh, being one of the winners of the trade deadline is they get to go play in Phoenix tonight against the 32-71 and 71 Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and the Dodgers, Adam, on the road, a solid $2 favorite tonight there at Chase Field as uh, they will uh, be sending Tony Gonsolin to the mound against Zach Gallen. So I'm actually sort of surprised it's only $2, quite mm-hmm. honestly, Jeff, uh, with as bad as the Diamondbacks have been overall. Um, quick update, by the way, I want to get to from yes. uh, from Miami. In case you were thinking about betting the Yankees live, uh, Glaber Torres was ejected from the game for arguing and called third strike that was roughly three to four balls off the outside corner of the plate. So uh, DJ LeMahieu, who is injured, is into that game. Uh Dodgers, of course, will not have uh, you know that that full set of reinforcements as you mentioned, Jeff, going to Arizona. Don't you think the uh, the real interesting matchup is the one in San Francisco tonight, even though it's an interleague game? So that well, that is that's the matchup of the night, arguably in baseball. Period. Uh, you have uh, you have Framber Valdez and uh, Kevin Gausman. That's the Astros and the Giants. And this has been an interesting one to document. On the way this has moved, Giants peaked at about minus 130 here. They were as low as about minus 115, now settling in at minus 123 on Gosman and the, the Giants. The one thing I will say, Adam, the uh, the total at 8.5, and, and I know we already uh, already got blown up a little bit on a, on what we thought was a good total under that was is already way over in the fifth inning in Milwaukee and Atlanta. 8.5? I don't play full game unders anymore because of the uh, ghost runners and extra innings, but that total seems high at eight and a half with these pitchers on the mound. It certainly does. I'm look, Framber Valdez has been a wizard in terms of inducing softer contact because his walk rate is through the ceiling this year, Jeff, and somehow has managed to throw to a three ERA, had six no hit innings last time out. And so I understand why the Astros are a dog here. Uh, that being said, uh, Kevin Gosman gets a real proven opportunity here against one of the best lineups in all of baseball. Uh, the Giants should be energized with the addition of Chris Bryant here earlier today at the deadline. Uh, it'd be a lean for me uh, playing a first five under. Uh, I'd be a little bit worried about those walks coming home to roost against Framber Valdez, though. Ben? Uh, we also have another game about to start. Danielle, you've got some action here. A's, uh, A's Angels. Yep. Yes, run first inning. I actually added a bet as well. I added a no run in the first inning in the Astros and Giants, which is also starting in just a couple minutes. Also, I uh, I also added a bet as well. I have Come to add this in as well. You want to let it? You want to yeah, let somebody know? Yeah, you I, maybe I, put that on the air for Yeah. So know. so I I uh, added an in game run line on the Mets getting a run and a half. Uh, against the Reds trailing three to one. Interesting. Is there so, uh, is there some juice on that there? Uh, you, can, you can provide us. Let, let me let me see what I ended up getting because I tried to bet it at plus one hundred four. It didn't go through, and then I think it went actually for me in a better number uh, when I tried to bet it. I, I, I plus one plus one seventeen. There's some fun juice right there for you, Ben. Plus one seventeen on the Mets. Uh, plus a run and a half. Uh, when they were trailing three to one, and they now have uh, the tying runs on on base against uh, uh, the Reds bullpen, which we know Adam is not any good. This is accurate information, uh, <laughs> and we know that the Mets. Uh, look, you just mentioned it earlier, Jeff. They're in a spot where they know if they're scoreboard watching at all, they have a chance to put another game uh, between themselves and much of this division here tonight. Uh, Amir Garrett is warming up. Uh, not sure. Do you think if if the Reds use Amir Garrett tonight, will he be ready for UFC tomorrow night? <laughs> well, again, we know Javi Baez. That's what I'm uh, saying. Javi Baez uh, and Amir Garrett. He, again, this, that was just this week. The the uh, PJ Fleck would have been proud of the rowing of the boat that Javi Baez did after the walk off. Uh, walk off. I guess technically walk off single, even though even though the ball went 390 feet uh, to the Ivy there. But uh, uh, look, uh, the Mets do have uh, two on and one out. Uh, Givens, who I, they just acquired at the trade deadline on the bump and uh, struggling to find the strike zone here uh, with, uh, I, I believe it's Pete Alonzo looming right now, who has just been red hot out of the break, Adam. Uh, that he has. Uh, one more game, by the way, coming up uh, later tonight, Padres and the Rockies. You mentioned earlier John Gray going for the Rockies. Padres, even with Ryan Weathers, who hasn't been outstanding, going minus 210. We know how bad the Rockies have been on the road, Jeff. Is there any price that would be too big for you? Here, here's Here's the problem with this. When your best player 
has been scratched from the lineup because he is mad that he is still on your team, that is probably going to penetrate the rest of the clubhouse. It's not ideal. That's not what yeah. you're looking for there. So I would I would steer clear. And again, this is this is actually one of the rare times where Colorado actually will have a, a pitching advantage in San Diego against this team with John Gray against Ryan Weathers. But I, I just can't I just can't can't do it here. I think I've, I play very, very few run lines, Jeff, but if I wanted to play this, I think the only way I could see getting involved is it even money on the run line with the Padres because I don't want to pay minus 210. Well, it's just, it just a no play. And again, this earlier in the day, if Trevor Story had been traded, I actually would probably look at Colorado, but I, I just can't do it again. I think it's going to be a, a toxic situation in what is already uh, a messy situation to begin with in Denver. We were mentioning that White Sox game earlier as well. The fact that they were down two to one, they're now up three to two in the fifth inning. They moved to minus four fifty favorites. They were minus one fifty down two one at the start of this inning. So the White Sox behind Lance Lynn getting things back in order in the game in which they had uh, that weird double doink home run go in their favor. All the uh, again, uh, can't, you can't mention double doings in Chicago, even if they go for the home team. No. There. Can't, can't, can't do that, uh, Adam Candy. When we get back, uh, the Olympics entered her second weekend, mm-hmm. so we'll look at some events in uh, the second weekend of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics happening in 2021, and it's going to be prop watch version of that. That's next here on Primetime Action on VSIN and MSG Plus. everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Jeff. Danielle, let's, uh, let's go to Tokyo. We, uh, confirm, we, we confirmed that Kelly Bidlin actually never made it to Tokyo, even though there were rumblings. That, I don't uh, think we got all the pictures yet. Yeah, that, We don't know what he's done. Who knows? Maybe that was, uh, that was actually a countryside in Japan that he was taking his pictures at, Adam. Possibly. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully uh, for Kelly Bidlin. But, Danielle, uh, weekend number two mm-hmm. of the 2020 games in Tokyo uh, already underway. And uh, there's a lot happening. As, as we know, the swimming concludes and the track and field takes uh takes center stage starting uh starting earlier today in Tokyo. Yeah, and I don't want to like spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, but Caleb Dressel another gold for him and a world record for the 100 meter fly, so that going on in the swimming right now. Um, and then as I was just telling Adam Candy, very exciting news, men's trampoline finals tonight as well if that's something you're into. Unfortunately, not something that we can bet on. Uh, but that said, we can take a look at some odds here for the Olympic men's basketball. So, uh, here's kind of what the weekend schedule looks like here. We have Group A, Group B, and Group C up here. USA versus the Czech Republic. That's Saturday. Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern here. They're 23 and a half point favorites, total sitting around 183. And then we have the rest of the board up there as well. We also have their basketball or the men's basketball futures here. And United States sitting at minus 215 to win the gold. What do we think? Any of these matchups interest you, Adam Candy? Uh, I'm going to defer quite honestly because I have not paid nearly as much attention to this as Jeff has. I will mention that at minus 215, uh, for the USA to win the gold. Jeff, we talked to Drew Dinsick earlier this week, and he mentioned that that price was probably as good as you were going to see on the USA if you believe that they are going to be able to put it together to win the gold medal. All right, I'm, I'm aggravated at myself because I screwed up on what time the France-Iran game started. I totally messed that up. I thought it was a 940 Pacific, not a 9 o'clock Eastern game. And I like the French laying all those points because after what we saw from Iran – against Team USA, Mm -hmm. and France has looked really good in this tournament, of course, upsetting Team USA in the first game and then blowing the doors off of the Czech Republic in Game 2, who the Czechs only beat Iran by 6. France is already up by 19 in that game, uh, approaching halftime. So uh, that that was one I looked at, and, uh, of course – I, kids, if you th- if you want to bet something, make sure you bet it uh, when you actually are thinking about it, and don't have to host a three-hour show on VC. Jeff, you only have to lay thirty-one and a half now, so that's honestly not that bad. That's actually, kind of all funny. things considered, uh, again, the problem is France might take the uh, foot off the gas pedal, and Iran, uh, they're they're going to be eliminated uh, unless if they come from nineteen points down against France, and they will not be coming back from nineteen points down in that one, guys. Well. How about the U.S. and the Czech Republic, uh, Jeff? Because that'll be before most folks tune into VEASAN tomorrow morning. This thing gets going. I, uh, I'm i going to steer clear. Uh, and look, I, I, it all makes sense that Team USA would, would beat a really inferior team in the Czech Republic. They have, they have won one current NBA player in Sedaransky, who, of course, is a Chicago Bull. But... Again, do we want to lay that many points with Team USA? Of course, they just covered a ridiculously high number against Iran, closed 42 and a half, and it was not even a sweat in what was a complete beatdown in that game. But I'm not interested in laying 
uh, that many points against the Czechs, who, again, they aren't any good, but they at least have the ability more than Iran to at least play within a number. All right, well, we have the futures to win gold medal available to discuss as well. And we mentioned earlier, there's the USA price at minus 215. Mentioned uh, our friend Drew Dinsick said about as good prices you'll get. Australia, Slovenia at 7, France at 8, Spain at 12, and then uh, teams you probably don't want to get involved with after that, Jeff. Uh, we had this discussion a little bit earlier in the week, but has anything else that you've seen changed your opinion on someone having a shot to beat the U.S.? So, hey, look. Look, this is this is a really good number right now at minus two fifteen, and you have to. It'll be curious to see how the draw impacts the numbers because Team France is about to win the group. So the way they're doing it this year is they're seeding it a straight one through eight based off a point differential and win loss record, which is a little bit different than they've done in the past. Uh, mostly because it's uh, they, they have three groups this go around as opposed to the two that they had in the past where it would be straight one through four and basically Group A's winner would play Group B's uh, fourth place team and, and vice versa uh, down the board. Uh, but look, it'll be interesting to see how this is all uh, all seeded out because if you're Team USA, you win in blowout fashion against the Czech Republic. Again, you're probably looking at the number four seed, which means you're going to get the loser of the Slovenia-Spain game more than likely in the first game, which if I'm Team USA, I'm hoping it's Spain. Even though historically Spain is the better international basketball power, they're old. And Slovenia has the best player in this tournament, the way that these allowed to play in Luka Doncic. So you look at the only other team I look at is Slovenia at 7-1 to here, Adam. But the prospect of possibly playing Team USA in the quarters scares me a whole lot. Oh, you're certainly trying to avoid the, the favorite as long as is possible. Uh, Jeff, I do need to get one live update okay. in for you here because uh, your New York Mets are not happy with your run line bet. Uh, the Reds have three consecutive hits here to go up four to one still with a pretty big threat going uh, in this inning. Although, what, is that, was that caught with a sacrifice fly? Uh, Nim- Nimbo actually did make that play. Okay, so sack, uh, so, fly. So, sack fly. So there is an The only problem is I got Anthony Bonda in the, in the game right now, which is uh, against the top of the order. Uh, my, my run line bet, uh, the chase bet, is uh, probably going out the window here, uh, unless if uh, the Reds' bullpen goes full Reds' bullpen in the ninth inning. Uh, Yankees just added a pair after they had loaded the bases, getting into the Marlins bullpen. I believe that's Rugned Odor sure with a two-run single uh, for the Yankees, making up for an earlier error that had put uh, Jonathan Loisaga in a whole bunch of trouble. So the Yanks go up three to one as they have three games in Miami that they desperately need as they are actually entering, Jeff, a much softer portion of their schedule here over the next couple of weeks after seeing a lot of Boston and Tampa. They have a chance to use these new acquisitions to make up a little bit of ground when it comes to that AL wildcard race. Look, if Anthony Rizzo is going to go there and hit immediately and he's had a down year by his standards, the Yankees are a legitimate threat, uh, again, uh, to be, again, a wild card for sure. They're already right in smack dab in the middle of the race. But, again, if, if Tampa sweeps, like you said earlier in the program, Adam, if and Tampa's winning right now against the Red Sox, if Tampa were to sweep the Red Sox, then all of a sudden the AL East race gets gets a little more interesting than it would have if the Red Sox, let's say, even if they lose two of three in Tampa this weekend. Well, the Red Sox are pointing everything toward that Chris Sale return uh, in a week or two, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, did you tell me, by the way, that you had a, an Olympic golf bet earlier today? Is that, is that, yeah, uh, is that accurate a, information? I, I, I had a matchup in round two that actually got home, uh, and uh, they are just about underway uh, in uh, – with the leaders just outside of Tokyo right now. Uh, Xander Shoffley with the lead at 11 under par. I actually faded Carlos Ortiz in the second round with uh, Guido Migliosi of Italy. And I there was a big weather delay outside of Tokyo at this last night uh, here, here in the States. And I went to bed with a one-shot lead and actually got home with that matchup. But Ortiz at second right now at uh, 10 under uh, – the uh, the home game for Hideki Matsuyama, uh, nine under uh, in third place alone, and then uh, uh, the Chilean uh, Mito Pereira and uh, the uh, Swede Alex Noren at eight under. Uh, those guys about to tee off ten minutes from now, just outside of Tokyo. Uh, ben, I'll bring you in here. Even at a short number of four to one, two shots back, 
knowing Xander Shoffley's track record in big events, isn't Hideki Matsuyama the Masters champion worth a play here? I, I mean, it's hard for me to disagree with that. And simply because we knew he would have the most pressure of basically anybody coming in with all the attention on him. And so I, I felt like the first two rounds would give you the best indication of where his mind was at and how he would handle the pressure. So to go out yesterday in the midst of, and he actually did not finish his round yesterday. He started, had the long weather delay, came back, suspended due to darkness, comes out this morning, birdies, uh, birdies his final hole to, to get to nine under, sure, uh, for a solo third. No, I, I absolutely feel that uh, he's in a really good position. And hey, Xander's been striking the ball great. This is yes. a, But if, if you've watched any of this, like it is, this is a course that is incredibly gettable, especially with all the rain, very soft greens. So yeah, for as much as I love Xander, it, the putting has just not been there. He's, he's tinkered, he's tried different things. And at, at the price he's at right now, plus 160 feels, uh, feels pretty short to me. And you, you, you consider too, comparing uh, what we're seeing with Hideki Matsuyama out of the two South Korean players, Sung JM, Siwoo Kim, who have so much at stake. If they meddle, they avoid having to serve uh, their military service for the country of South Korea. And, and both of them have been really up and down uh, so far. Siwoo Kim, three under to this point, and, uh, and Sung J is uh, one over par. So it's been a struggle for those two with an equal amount of pressure uh, to uh, Hideki. Right now, also to uh, Seb Straka, who uh, fired at eight under in round one, uh, still at eight under, uh, tied for fourth with uh, Noren and Pereira. Uh, they are on the course uh, right now. The only player who's really made a move, and it's not even a big move, is uh, is uh, the guy I mentioned before, Guido Migliosi of Italy, who uh, shot a six under in round two for six under on the tournament, and now is birdied number one to get to seven under, but still four shots behind Xander. They're just outside of Tokyo, and uh, and Adam Candy. Uh, it's appropriate that I'm going to go out with a uh, a bet. Uh, the chase bet is uh, not getting home here. Uh, Jonathan India homered. For the Reds and Anthony Bond is just getting blitzed in the ninth inning at 6-1 Cincinnati at City Field. Second home run of the game, of course, for India after he homered off Carlos Carrasco on that first pitch and missed opportunity here, Jeff, for the Mets tonight with the NL East struggling elsewhere for them to put a little bit more distance in. But uh, Joey Votto back at the plate has homered in seven straight games. Uh, this could be another fun at bat. Adam, this was a fun two weeks. Indeed it show. was, sir. Indeed yeah. it was. Uh, the the A-team is back next week. Matt Brown, Gil Alexander, Kelly Binlin. Danielle will still be here as well, uh, of course. Uh, for Ben Wilson, for Danielle Alvari, for Adam Candy, I'm Jeff Parles. This has been Primetime Action here on VSIN and MSG+. Next on VSIN, Tim Murray on a nightcap live at Circa. Enjoy your night, everyone. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. 
In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.